footballing philosophies, life, missions, visions, and goals for one's players, clubs, and organizations. Every week, we'll cover one of these topics on what we feel aids in the best development and success on and off the field for our players, our organization, and our community. Please join us every week on the United International FC Podcast as we cover football. Hello, hello, Mr. Sunny. How are we doing? Hola, Olanda. How are you? I'm doing good, sir. I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing real well. Good, good. I'm glad to, that you're able to join us on the United podcast. Uh, this is something that we got going not too long ago, and we've kind of been bringing some alumni through and, and getting some guys to talk about the game, talk about themselves and what they've been up to. Uh, so we're really glad to have you on here with us today, man. It's an honor, my man. It's an honor. Pleasure. Pleasure. So tell us a little bit about uh, kind of to the people, obviously, as well, uh, about you and, and what you've been doing, what you've been up to and, and, and how you are these days. Uh, Sunny Johnny, I am United 1996, you know, breed. I used to. I used to yes. play there and then kind of went to Trinity. And uh, now, you know, since this Corona thing has started, you know, I've just been home in Lesotho, just training and uh, waiting for football to be back and uh, for international flights to start going to see where my next destination is. But uh, as far as playing, you know, it's just individual training and uh yeah, waiting for this pandemic to pass, really. Yes, yes, absolutely. I think we'd be remiss if we if we went on without obviously speaking on the pandemic. Um, so, how's that kind of influenced you in terms of when all when it all started? Were you already here, or were you in Lesotho at the, at the time, or or how did that kind of work out? And and how's that kind of progressed for you? Uh, when it when it started, I was still in Lesotho trying to uh, sort out my next destination. You know, I wasn't gotcha. sure if I wanted to. I wasn't sure if I wanted to come back to the US or I want to take a next step somewhere. But uh, I was already leaning on going to Asia to play in Cambodia again or somewhere in Dubai. Yes. But uh, but this pandemic stopped everything because when I was preparing to go, then you know, everything happened. Yes. So you, yeah. you mentioned playing in Asia, playing in Cambodia. I, again, if if anything, um, and I mean, I, I tried back in the day when whenever we were playing. I mean, obviously, we only played together for a year with the 91s. But obviously, after that, yeah. you played in several places after Trinity. Uh, like you mentioned, what are some of those places that you played if you want to kind of go through them. I know you're a bit of a journeyman yourself, but man, you, you've been balling out pretty much like all over the world almost. <laughs> uh, let me see. Uh, well, I went to college, University of Maryland. And then after yeah. Maryland, I went to play professional. My first professional was Wilmington, Wilmington Hammerheads. Yes, sir. The Hammerheads. <laughs> yeah. I spent two years over there. And then from there, I went to Richmond Kickers, 
which I spent another two years with them. And from Richmond Kickers, I went straight to Cambodia wow. to play with to play with Phnom Penh Crown. What uh, a big jump from Richmond to Cambodia! I mean, how does how does that connect from from one end to the other? Honestly, like it was just oh man, I actually forgot one thing. I actually before I went to before. I also spent time in Bosnia, actually, just playing too for like you know. But I didn't, I didn't sign a contract, but I was there for like a month, just you know, for experience and playing. Yes. And then from then, that's when I went to Cambodia, which was a different jump for me. But you know, the culture—it's just like Lesotho, so it was, it was easier for me, you know. So you say the culture of Cambodia is just like Lesotho? How so? Like. Like I'm trying to picture that, and I can't even uh, put that together. <laughs> you know, just like you know, street food, people walking everywhere, people friendly. Mm. You know, yeah. It's, you don't see many people with cars. You see a lot of people walking, people enjoying life. You know. Wow, pretty pretty simple. Yeah. Keep keep it uh keep it simple out there in Cambodia, huh? Yeah, pretty simple life to be honest. So how long were you there? How long were you in Cambodia? I was in Cambodia for a year, and then yeah, uh, okay. after that year, I came back to the U.S. and played for Louisville City. Yes, sir. Hometown yeah. team over here. Home, hometown team. You know, it was one of my goals to at least play for a hometown team before taking on a different journey again. And, wow. uh, yeah, that was last year. And then when I was preparing, that's when my contract ended and when I was preparing to take a different journey this uh, <clears throat> coronavirus came <laughs> you know mm -hmm. and it hit yeah and it, hit. it hit and you know we've been stranded and strangled since then so hopefully you know by September or you know we never know hopefully things will be back to normal and uh, I can get to fly out again and uh, you know Start a different journey and start a new journey. Wow! So you, you, I mean, you've spoken a lot about you know the experience and and how obviously you went from place to place and kind of played and I mean I did the the podcast uh, last week with Leppy and and we spoke on his journey being kind of the uh, on a different path. So you've kind of used soccer as just a you know to just live out your your full experience pretty much. It sounds like. Um, yeah. as opposed to being in one location for the most part. Yeah, I mean, like, I figured, you know, I get the opportunity to do something that I love, you know, mm. and enjoy. And I figured not a lot of people get such a opportunity to do it, you know. So I want to use it as an experience to experience different cultures too and also, you know, see the world. Absolutely. Is that something you recommend to a lot of the kids that are in Lesotho and or in this area even to do? And how easy is that to even do? I mean, is that a cultural thing more than anything? Or is that something that you feel a lot of people can and should do? I mean, like it, I wouldn't say it's an easy thing to do because, you know, mm -hmm. it depends on how like how diverse a person is, you know, and how well you can um you, you can kind of get into different cultures, you know. 
So for me, I left Lesotho when I was young. I came to the place I didn't know, which was the U.S. So I think it's that like helped. I mean, I was young, you know. So yes. that helped me. That helped me be able to adapt to different places easier, easily, you know. So I think if you're somebody that like that can adopt easily to different cultures and like you're yeah, interested in different cultures, I mean, it's a journey to take. You know, I mean, it also requires a lot of connections and stuff. But like as soccer players, you know, we make connections everywhere we go. You know, we meet a lot of people. You know. Mm. So that's even a practical so think, thing, as you're playing and yeah. growing up. You should be making connections. Yes, yes. You know, you should be making connections. You meet a lot of people. You you travel from state to state. When you're doing that, you know you're making connections as connections as a soccer player. As you get to meet different agents and stuff like that. So I think it's it's something unique and something us soccer players need to take advantage of. Really. Absolutely, absolutely. So just switching gears here a little bit, Sonny, because I wanted to touch with you on some on some background stuff, like I said uh, to you in our, in our little message, but also just a little bit about how you felt that your United, specifically your United experience kind of geared you uh, towards what you decided to do. Obviously, you had guys like Mohammed, guys like Tabani, um, Brato. Uh, how do you feel that, you know, the experience that you got here kind of prepared you for the stuff you, you saw later on? I mean, like, I think uh, I had the best experience, you know, so far. Because, I mean, I had Tabani, which, you know, I consider him to be my mentor because even today I still talk to him. He would watch my games and give me feedback, you know. Mm. And I think uh, working because I was like that. I never really worked with anybody. I worked with Tabani and Brato a lot. And Brato was my coach from when I got to the U.S. until I left, you know. So I would say Brato really prepared me well because, you know, he's tough, you know, and Brato always says what he feels about you and as a player, you know. Mm-hmm. So he gave me that mental toughness, you know. There are days where Brato would yell at me and I would cry, but, like, when I... Sonny cried? On to no talk, way. I don't believe that, dude. Man, you believe me, like, I had, I had those days that, you know, that guy would just go at me, you know. But that Dang. prepared me for college because when I once I got to college, I met Sasha Soraski, which was like same as Brad's. So, you know, really? I had that mental toughness and, you know, I was, you know, I was able to take things better, you know. So so when you made that connection and you brought that point up with Bradzo being like Sasha. And obviously, like, I watched Maryland. I watched you play at Maryland. That was, I mean, that was one of the best things, knowing, yeah. like, man, this guy's balling out there. Is that something that you you had looked for? and it, Or did it just kind of click and you were like, wait a minute, these two guys are kind of alike, the style of play is kind of, or did you look at style of play? What was, or is it just kind of like it fell in place and you wrote, you, you ran with it? I mean, like, when I got interested in, to Maryland, it was the style of play you know, mm. but I didn't realize that, like, you know, Brad, that Sasha was more similar to Brato until, like, I got there and I started learning things from him and looking wow. how he does things. Yeah. So I made that connection, like, once I got there and I'm like, oh, these people are pretty much the same, you know, yeah. that mental <laughs> toughness and you wanting 
you know, wanting you to just be a tough player, making your own decisions and doing the right things, you know? Wow. That is crazy. That is crazy how that got yeah. connected. So, so you yeah. spend you spent how long at Maryland then? Because I know Maryland. I mean, dude, you guys were balling at Maryland. I don't know. I I'll be perfectly honest. Obviously, with everything going on, I'm definitely not watching soccer as much other than Bundesliga. Um, but with uh, with Maryland, I know that the talent you all had there was was ridiculous. I mean, I remember oh. Endo who still plays now, I'm pretty sure for Toronto or something like that, or plays USL, yeah. I'm not quite sure, either one. Um, how, how was that time there, and how did that mold you to be where you are now? I mean, the talent over there was ridiculous, man. man. Like, you know, it, every year it was tough, you know, like, we all knew Sash was, like, a fair, he's, like, the most fair coach I've ever like you know he ever coached you know mm-hmm. coached me you know or whatever worked with and we know to play you had to earn your spot so with that many talent in that team you know <laughs> you had to you had to work your you had to work your ass off to make sure that like you know I'm the best that on my position if I'm not if I'm not producing you know He's not it's gonna gone. feel bad. Yeah, no. His <laughs> spot is gonna be gone in no time. <laughs> yeah, he, he, you know, if you work hard and you give him what he wants, you know, you will be on the team. But yes. if you don't produce, you know, he has he didn't have any soft spot for anybody. You know, mm-hmm. he was all about results and people doing their part. And your time in club level prepared you for that because you, you kind of saw that that would brought you to some degree, even though the winning is exactly. probably not as strong uh, at that level. Yeah, I mean, my United team was, you know, we had a lot of good players that went to D1. Mm-hmm. It was pretty much it was pretty much the same, you know. Do you, now, do you, do you still kind of go back and, I mean, I know before, you, you were coming into town and you were being involved in, in some different things. And like I touched on earlier, uh, I know that you're there in Lesotho pretty, I don't know how near Lepi you are, how much you all interact to work, but is that something that you're involved in at any degree or are you still just more on the playing side of things? Like, uh, like some people, you know, my little brother, he just focuses on playing. He's like, I'll coach when it's time. And I'm like, okay, man, we'll, we'll see you when we see you. <laughs> I mean, I'm still, I'm still pretty close with Wabi. You know, he doesn't live far from me. We still connect every day. But uh, as for me, I'm, I'm like your little brother. I'm still worried about playing at a coaching for now, for now. You know. Yeah. I, is that, some, I wanna is that enjoy... something you might see yourself in the future doing, even, or is it? Yeah. Right now. Yeah, definitely, definitely. It's something that I want to do. I mean, I've, I've been talking to one of the guys who just uh started his own academy over here and he showed me his vision and everything nice. so with my connections you know from the US and all that he wanted me to like once I'm ready to come work with him and it's something that I'm going to look into but as for now I want to just enjoy football and that's pretty much it man beautiful so you said Dubai yeah. or Asia. Where do we look forward to seeing Sonny at here in the next couple of, of months or in the next couple of uh, of weeks, if depending on how Corona's working out for us? 
honestly, man, I, I, I can't tell you the exact destination, <laughs> you know, but it's most likely not gonna be in the U.S. <laughs> <laughs> we won't be seeing so, you anytime soon, anywhere close, huh? No, 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 no. I, I, I definitely just want to change gears and go like you know a different place. So. But uh, I mean, football—you never know. I'm not saying like that. Yes. Window is closed because you never know what's gonna happen. You know, I could wake up and get a really interesting offer back in the U.S. You never know. But uh, as for me, I do want to go like somewhere in Asia or Middle East. You know. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Man, that's 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 something that we look forward to following and look forward to seeing you do more of, man, honestly. And I know that Thank you, you know we, we haven't we haven't seen um each other in person for a while, but I've been keeping track of the work that you've been doing and and I know that that's something that it's it's tough to manage because of the expectation that comes with it. Uh but I know that you yep. manage that uh, so well. So so I gotta ask you this. Um where or where do you get that kind of, you know, inspiration to to kind of really, man, just just say, okay, I'm going here next, I'm going here next. I know some you said sometimes things got to just fall in place to some degree, but if a, if kids yeah. are making or setting expectations for themselves, you know, where do you kind of draw that kind of stuff from, man? Because that's that's a lot to go around the world like that. That's big time. I mean. For me, honestly, man, you never know. Like I said, you never know what's going to happen tomorrow, you know. Mm. So I just kind of like picture myself and have that mental picture of where I want to be. And all I do is just pray. You know, I'm the guy who believes in God. I pray and I just work my ass off and hope that, you know, my prayers come true and my hard work, you know drives me where I want to go. That's, you know, that's all I can say, you know. Hmm. Well, what would you advise to our, to our United kids who are coming up in these next couple of seasons? Because we have some O2s that are graduating, going to that next level, um, and, and going to play at some, some D1 schools, D2, D3, different levels all across the board. What's something that you can send to them that, you know, maybe you got from Sasho at Maryland or, or from Brazo back in the day that you think, if they hang on to, they can they can really roll for as long as needed, really. I mean, one thing that I learned is to never let anybody tell you you can't do something, you know. Yeah. If you have a big dream, if you want to play D1, don't listen to anybody that say you can't play D1. That's your dream. you got to fight for it, and you got to grab onto it, you know. And yeah. that's something that I always do, you know. If I have a dream, I chase it i don't care who says i can't do it and whoever says i can't do it i work my ass off to prove them wrong i use that as a motivation but i would say honestly never let anybody tell you, you can't do anything you have a dream go after it chase it follow you know? it man follow it it's i'm not i'm not saying that one time you chase it that you know you will get there but you know, mm-hmm. you might fail five, ten times, but that one time you will pass, you know. <clears throat> I mean, I, I failed a lot of times. I failed a lot of times, but I kept getting up and kept moving forward. And, yeah. 
Man, honestly, just to hear that you used to cry back at United practices, that makes me feel better a little bit. I'm not going to lie, Sonny. Because I I don't know. Those were were the days, man. Man, I I don't know if you knew. When I came to United, man, for that, that one year, if there was anybody who I was most intimidated by, and this is both on talent level and just by the way you carried yourself in, in, in terms of training and seriousness. That's literally, yeah. like, I wish, I wish this was a video podcast. Cause when you said that my face would have been perfect for a video. Cause that would have been a meme for, for a long time, <laughs> man. Oh, the man. thought of you crying. Cause I was, I was legitimately terrified at those bright, uh, Johnny going cleats up on people. Uh, Vincent over yeah. here. I did a, I did a podcast with Vincent the other week. Just those practices were crazy, man. And I'm like, Sonny's one of the toughest guys out here. Man, like, especially, like, during games, man, we would go to tournaments and Brazil would be on. (laughs) It happened, man, I tell you. Wow. Wow. Unbelievable. Well, we appreciate it. We appreciate it, Sonny. I can't thank you enough, man, for taking the time. I know you're doing big things. No, man, it was... It was my pleasure. It was my pleasure. I was happy to do it. Yes, yes. Thank you so much, man. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. You take care of yourself. You stay safe uh, out there. And hopefully we'll be seeing you in Asia or in Dubai, no matter where you land. We'll be keeping track of you here on the United side. And, and hopefully have, have you back in, in person uh, in the States, maybe, to do some different things uh, with us. But Yeah, man. Man, yeah, miss man. you. De- uh, and we'll see you soon, for sure. All right, man. Take care of yourself over there, too. Yes, and, sir. Uh, yes, sir. Hopefully, we'll be seeing you soon, too, man. Absolutely. You be safe, brother. Be good. All right. Later, Talk my dude. All right. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed this week's podcast with Mr. Sonny Chang. We're thankful and appreciate Sonny for sparing some time in between trainings to talk to us. Join us next week on the United 96FC podcast.